Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Kristen Stoneking, the senior pastor here. And I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor. Our mission here is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. The scripture reading is Isaiah 42, 1 through 9, and you can follow along in your pew Bible, if you would like, page 670. Here is my servant, whom I uphold, my chosen, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the nations. He will not cry or lift up his voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and a dimly burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow faint or be crushed until he has established justice in the earth and the coastlands wait for his teaching. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people upon it and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord, I have called you in righteousness. I have taken you by the hand and kept you. I have given you as a covenant to the people, a light to the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. See the former things come to pass, and new things I now declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. Holy wisdom, holy words. Amen. I'd like... As much as I love this quiet that can be found, especially in January, every year I've found it difficult to hang on to the practice of stretching my ears beyond myself, beyond my house, beyond my little circle, and into the breathing of the world. Not only do I forget to make space just to listen, my prayer life in general can shift from this expansive place 
to self-focused pleas for this or that, narrowing my attention instead of broadening it. Spiritual masters throughout the ages have offered us practices that help keep us help us to keep our attention on the present, connecting us with God so that we can connect with others. Catherine de Hook Doherty is one such person. Doherty was born into minor Russian nobility at the end of the 19th century and fled Russia as a young woman during the revolution. She emigrated to North America and eventually founded Madonna House, a community now present in six countries dedicated to voluntary poverty and serving those in need. At age 79 in 1975, she published the book Pustinia, and in 2012, nearly 30 years after her death, it went into its fourth printing and is considered a spiritual classic. In Pustinia, Doherty offers a practice of solitude that ironically is a path toward this ability to hear the life of others around us and which leads us to connect and to serve. Pustinia is a Russian word that means desert. It's a simple word, but it also has connections to the desert fathers and mothers of the fourth century who went into those quiet and empty spaces of Egypt and Palestine and Syria and Arabia to find God. A Russian quiet, empty space sounds a lot to me like January. In the book, Doherty encourages the practice of a regular 24 hours of silence and solitude. It's in this quiet, she says, that one can re-establish touch with the breath of the world and the wisdom of oneness. In that oneness is God, and out of that oneness we are led to connection with others. Brother Roger of the Tizé community in France has said, one thing is certain, all contact with God leads to one's neighbor. Our scripture for today, which you heard Catherine read, is known as one of the four passages of the suffering servant. In the narratives of Jesus' life, much effort is put into drawing the lines between the scriptures in the Hebrew scriptures of uh, the suffering servant and the person of Jesus. But let's stay in the Hebrew scriptures for now, rather than jumping forward. In the Hebrew scriptures, the suffering servant is understood to be Israel. In other words, the suffering servant is the people of God, us. Here again, these verses from Isaiah 1 through 4. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit in them. They will bring forth justice to the nations. They will not cry, shout, or lift up their voice or make it heard in the street. A bruised reed they will not break and a dimly burning wick they will not quench. They will faithfully bring forth justice. 
What is so interesting about this passage is that God's action in the world through the suffering servant is not action of loudness or aggression or violence. It is quiet and gentle. Caring for the crushed and broken reed, cupping and protecting the light so that it won't go out, this is the God we follow. God calls us to breathe and listen, to be connected, and in so doing, we will faithfully bring forth justice through peace. In the fifth verse of today's scripture, there are two words that both mean breath. One is actually translated as breath, and the other is translated as life. Hear these words again from the fifth verse. This is what God the Lord says, the creator of the heavens who stretches them out, who spreads the earth with all that springs from it, who gives breath to the people and life to those who walk on it. The second word translated as life is the Hebrew word ruach, the same word used in Genesis in the passage, and the Lord God formed humanity out of the dust of the ground and breathed into this human's nostrils the breath of life. In our biblical tradition, breath is quite literally the life-giving element. If there is no breath, there is no life. And the other word which is translated directly as breath in our English versions is the Hebrew word nashem, This word can also be translated as gasp or pant and is connected to the kind of breath we have when we're working hard physically. And it's also often used to the kind of breath that a woman has while she is in labor. To think of breath both in the context of the life we are given and the lives we co-create with God is to recognize that breath is everything. And so we can begin to understand that that becoming conscious of our own breath, of listening to our own breathing and reaching our ears out to hear the breathing of others is the foundation of our life as the people of God. Most of us cannot take a 24 hours away, as Catherine Doherty recommends on a regular basis, to find this pustinia, this, this desert place of silence and solitude, listening and hearing. If you can do this, great, wonderful, I envy you. But 20 minutes of pure silence for breathing and listening to the world is possible for most of us to find Though I admit even that can be a challenge. There is so much that distracts us and so much that legitimately needs our attention. The hope though, no matter how often we're able to practice, is that we would develop the capacity to carry that pustinia, that that desert place of solitude, that consciousness of breath and the connectedness of life, no matter where we go. It's interesting to me that the word nashem, the Hebrew word that means the the breath that has connotations of of the breath of a woman um, in labor uh, is connected to this idea of solitude and carrying that solitude with us. Because I remember when I was pregnant, 
how there was no way I could get away from, from the, the consciousness that I was carrying life. The truth is that with the consciousness of our breath and our awareness of the breathing of the world around us, we are always connected to life. To maintain this consciousness of breath and life is to be able to carry the pustinia with us. There is a way in which this listening to our own breath and the breath of the world around us is much more like meditation than it is like prayer. It is said that prayer is when we speak to God and meditation is when God answers. I'm not sure that I would make such a fine distinction. To talk of speaking and answering is to suggest a conversation of words, which of course is not a bad thing, it's an important thing in our relationship with God and with each other. But what I'm talking about today is a presence and awareness that's beyond words. I wonder when we listened together in silence as I began the sermon, what did you hear? I believe there is a special kind of energy in the silence that can only be found in places where people pray, like our sanctuary here. Our prayers, our thoughts, our intentions, our listening to each other and to God, these things persist and become the breath of our sanctuary. One of the special privileges of being the daughter of a pastor is to have had the the experience myself of being in the church in many churches when they have been largely empty. As a child, I liked to sit in the sanctuary alone and listen, and I would hear that special quality of silence that exists where people pray. As a young pastor, I would do this often too, and now I confess I don't do it enough. But the breath is always there. We have a tough year ahead of us. And so I ask you, I invite you to breathe with me, to listen for the breath in ourselves and in others, in each other, to listen for the sighs of the world, To have peace in ourselves is to be able to offer peace to the world, to protect the bruised reed, to shelter the dim flame. In the words of Buddhist Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh, breathing in, I know I am breathing in. Breathing out, I know I am breathing out. Breathing in, I calm myself. Breathing out, I feel at ease. Breathing in, I smile. Breathing out, I release. Breathing in, I dwell in the present moment. Breathing out, I know it is a wonderful moment. Breathing in, I know that we are inter R. Breathing out, I know that we are inter R. Breathe, listen, hear, be at peace. Amen.
You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor here. We'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. If you are here in Berkeley, Epworth's worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 1953 Hopkins Street at the corner of Napa and Hopkins. And I'm senior pastor Kristen Stoneking. If you connect to our podcast from further away, we would invite you to visit our website, epworthberkeley.org. We'd invite you to keep seeking to grow in faith and to stop by the next time you're in Berkeley.